Churches and online ministries are making a tragic mistake when it comes to increasing their following. And in this episode, we'll not only expose it, but help you to learn how to increase your following, whether it's online or in person. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you want to grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you want to hit, I believe that God's calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo-jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind Podcast. Hey, what is going on, Current Christian family? It is Alec here, and this episode is going to be really neat because I know in a lot of the past episodes, we've talked about tricks and tactics, things that you could do uh, that can get more people to see you online or, you know, like come to your church or just, you know, get your brand more exposure. But there are people that despite getting exposure, despite getting people to, to, you know, quote unquote, come in through the doors, they're not getting a lot of people to stay. And I don't know if you've encountered this issue, but let's say you're a church or, you know, let's say you got an online ministry and people are coming to see you or hear you speak or, you know, in, in, in t- intake your content. But after that, they're dipping, you know, they're not staying. <laughs> you got people coming in on church on Sunday and then come the following Sunday, they ain't there no more. And I know of churches that have this where they actually have like a really good percentage of new people coming in through the door. But when it comes to the retention, like how many people are actually like staying, that percentage is really low. And I know a lot of people online on YouTube, for example, uh, you may have seen like the statistics where they're like, hey, guys, I see that uh, only 22 percent of my viewers are people who are actually subscribed. So, you know, if you're not subscribed, please do so. It's like, no, (laughs) you know, like no one's going to do that just because you showed a little graph. So in this episode, let's actually talk about how you can actually get people to not just come, but get people to stay. And. I've had this happen a lot. You know, I have my own podcast. I got my own like YouTube channel going. And I would say like one of the very, very easy, quick little hacks that you can do that can get people to say is to have a very brief introductory of like who you are, what you do, you know, what's your brand about? What's your church all about? And you've, you heard it in the very beginning of this episode. And one of the main reasons why I love having these little snippets in the beginning of things is because it helps the new people get caught up with what it is that you do. So when people hear the intro of this, they know that I'm not just here telling you like, hey, I'm the expert and you should do it this way because I say so. It's like, no, I'm telling you because it's like, I'm just telling you the things that that I do. You know, I try my best to make this very like conversational. You know, we're all students, you know, we're all followers of Jesus. And if someone's got a little bit more detailed notes on one subject than another, like in school, you know, you just want to share those notes. You want to help a brother out (laughs) type of thing. Help a brother, help a brother, help a sister out. And that's what this is basically, you know, trying to be. And for people who are new, they may not know that. So in the beginning of this episode or in every episode, it's just a very short little introductory thing of like saying who I am, what I do, um, who the type of person you might be that that's coming here, you know, is this for you? So like I use words like Christian and ministry and leader and because it's like these are things that I know that my ideal audience is going to identify with. So if your church, for example, mainly appeals to like younger people, I think I actually talked about this in a a previous podcast episode, but if you got a church that appeals to younger people, 
you know, maybe have a young person at the door greeting people. That way, when people are coming in, the first face they see is someone who they may identify with. And the thing that's really cool is there are actually, um, like I know of people who specifically, who are like older and they'll try to find younger churches because there's this like drive of like wanting to give back. And, and like, I know I've learned so much in my ministry just by listening to people who are like further down the road than I am. And that's just like a really cool thing. So like by having a younger person at the door, just for this example, you have someone older come in, they see that person and they're like, oh, great. You know, people who I can, you know, share my wisdom with that I can help get them further faster than, than it took me to learn all this stuff. And then for a young person coming in, they're like, oh, sick. Another person who's just like me around my age group. We can relate. And then they're going to join. And um, yeah, so when you're doing your sermons, think about how you can add that in without making it um, like a history lesson. Because of course, you still want to also appeal to the people who are staying. So whether it's like getting someone who's new to commit or getting people who are already there to stay, you know, you got to keep that balance in mind. So another trick, another thing that you can, that, that is really, really important is making sure that the message is crafted for the right temperature. And this is another topic that I've talked about in previous episodes, but you got to know the quote unquote temperature of your audience. So just for a quick recap, what do I mean by temperature? Well, let's say you got someone who totally does not know who you are. They don't know your message. They don't know what you're trying to promote. They don't know what you're trying to help with. We would call this person a cold, like they'd be part of this cold audience group. And as they get to know you a bit better, as they get to grow a bit more familiar, now they're going from cold to warm. And then after they begin to know, like, and trust you, now they're like a hot customer, you know, temperature wise. And um, like, People in marketing, they use this idea all the time where it's like a cold audience is someone who maybe doesn't even know that they have a problem. And their marketing, their messaging is going to be crafted in a way to help people see that like, hey, you know, maybe this thing that you've been dealing with, it's not just something that you should just take for granted. Like, that's actually something that you're struggling with, you know? Like, uh, do you feel that when you enter your car, it's a bit too hot? too often or a bit too cold and it's like well you know what yeah i didn't i didn't rec i didn't realize that but when i enter my car it is actually really hot i wasn't gonna i normally wouldn't like complain about it out loud but as i think about it i wish the temperature was a bit more comfortable so now see you're taking that person from that person's cold they didn't know they had a problem your messaging is appealing to them because it's like meeting them right where they're at and I would go through the other temperatures, but it's like, you know, you got the three. I don't want to take too long because you might be asking yourself right now, Alec, what does the temperature thing have to do <laughs> with retaining people who are coming to my church or coming to my ministry online? Well, the reason why I'm bringing up the temperatures is because have you ever had this happen where you go to a church and you really want your friends to join and you want them to come and you're trying so hard, like, hey, please come to my church, please come to my church. And they're like, okay, you know what, finally, all right, all right, Alec, I'll listen to you. I'll check your church out. I'll check out where you go. And it's like, yay, you know, the, the heavens have parted. And it's like, finally, <laughs> they're starting to come. And the one Sunday service that they just happen to come to is the one where the preacher is only talking about tithing. And it's like, oh, now it's put a bad taste in the mouth of the person who just came. And you're like, oh, just like feeling so awkward. And you're like leaning over and you're whispering. And it's like, yeah, normally, I just want to let you know, normally the sermons aren't all about money. This is just one of those weird Sundays. And it's like, 
and they don't believe you because this is their first experience of, of checking out this church. And the first experience they have is an experience where the only thing that the pastor is talking about is you giving them money. And it's like, you don't even know who they are, let alone uh, believe why you should be giving them money in the first place. So that's an example of appealing, trying to appeal to the proper audience. Because for the most part, people who are coming to church on Sunday, it's like, I don't know if it's like a 50-50 mix, but you got to keep in mind that when, for most of the part, when people are thinking about the church, they're thinking about going to a building on Sunday. And although, you know, being a follower of Jesus, it's more than just going to a building on Sunday. A lot of people who are especially not like experienced followers of Jesus, I think that's like most politically correct way I can think of saying it, but people who are not experienced at following Jesus may still keep in mind and may still think like, no, Sunday is where everything happens. And when you're doing your messaging, you got to keep that in mind that there are likely to be new people who are coming to your church on Sunday to hear what you got to say. So when it comes to messages like tithes, you might want to keep that uh, separate as like a workshop that someone is willingly trying to step into and do. So I, that, for example, I've in my own ministry, I'm beginning to shift my marketing. So I have that book, Planting Your Purpose. You've heard the ad thing at the end. Um, I've got my book, Planting Your Purpose. And on Facebook, for a short amount of time, the ads that I was running where I just promote the book, I'm like, hey, here's a book. It's really great. You know, you're going to love it. You know, I do a little bit more marketing than that. But <laughs> I basically just like, I'm trying to like, say like, hey, this is a great resource that you should look into. And those ads were working for a little while. And then after a while, it was costing way too much to, to share those ads. And although like, I really want people to like get their hands on this resource, it's like not becoming like a viable means in which I plan to, you know, continue forward with my ads in that fashion. So a way that I've been, the way that I've been beginning to shift it is instead of having ads try to convince people to spend money on a book, it's now ads to tell people, hey, there's this like free training video that you that you can get. You know, it's absolutely free, uh, but I got to send it to your email. So what's your email address? I want to send you this, this free training. And that's how I'm beginning to speak to a colder audience because there's a lot less barrier for someone to be like, oh, uh, you know, it's like, oh, email. Mm, uh, okay, I'll do I'll do the email. It's fine. If it comes down to it, I can always unsubscribe this person if I don't like their emails. But when it comes to like credit card, it's like, oh, neither this person's asking for my hard-earned money. I don't really even know who they are. I don't know if this is going to be worth it. You know, it's all these more questions and doubts. But like for an email, it's like, what? You're going to lose like five minutes maybe? So in the training, then I begin to establish a relationship with the person. I'm like, hey, I'm trying, trying to educate them, let them know that I identify with where they're at. Because the marketing is all stuff around like purpose and calling and there's a lot of people who just feel like they're not too confident in hearing God's voice in their life. And it's like, hey, you know, here's some reasons why that might be happening. So I'm explaining, like, letting them know I know what they're going through. I'm sympathizing with the things that they're struggling with. I share a bit of a story about how I went th through those same struggles, too. And then at the end, it's like, yeah, so this is what you're going through. And then this is like what you should do. And I begin talking about the planting your purpose method a little bit. And then it's like, wow, that sounds really great. And then if the person, if all that stuff lined up well with them and they're like, yeah, this is something that I need. Then the only question that they're asking is, okay, so I know what I need to do, but how do I do it? And it's like, oh, well, I explain the how 
in my book, Planting Your Purpose. And now they're like, ah, this makes sense. You know what? I think that's for me. I'm going to do that. But the only way that they got to that point is because I was speaking to them, keeping, in, like, keeping the fact in mind that like they're a quote-unquote cold audience member. So people coming to your, to your channel online in ministry, maybe you have a product that you're pointing people to ultimately. You know, you got your free YouTube channel of uh, Christian living and <laughs> this and that. Maybe some of the products that you're promoting need a little bit more education before they start being presented with this, with, with the stuff that you want to sell them. So uh, I wish I had like a bit more examples, but let's say like the, you're, you're doing a course on how to better study the Bible. Now, people who are interested in studying the Bible, you know, obviously if you present your stuff in front of them, very low conversion rate. You know, there's very little barrier. If someone wants to know how to study the Bible that study the Bible better, and then they come across your stuff, then they'll be like, yeah, this is great. I'm going to move on to that next level. But if you're finding yourself being put in front of a lot of people who aren't at that point yet, then you might have to kind of like butter them up a bit. Maybe talk about things of like the five benefits of why reading your Bible is better than just being presented a sermon that's already pre-done. You know, you can talk about the things of like the benefits of needing to go on a liquid diet and relating that to like how at certain points in your life, you know, you might need to do a liquid diet. And then at a certain point, you know, you got to start eating salad foods. It's like, like kids or whatever, you know, and then and there's Bible verses for that as well. Paul talks about that and you got to do that too. You know, what's the soft food? Like what's the liquid diet that you can present first before you start introducing the solid food to your people? So a lot of stuff there in this episode. I really hope you were able to identify with it. And uh, just to recap a little bit, the first thing I should do in your church or in your online ministry is have the, that little snippet of talking about who you are and what you do. Don't have it long, but help people to identify or help people to see that if they can identify with you, then you know they're more likely to stay. And then on top of that, when you're doing your messages, oh, sorry, or car honking outside. When you're doing your messages, make sure that they are being tailored to the type of warm or cold audience that's there. So I'm going to wrap it up right now because this car honking outside is being a little bit too distracted for me. But hey, if you like this episode or any of the episodes prior, I ask that you please share this with a friend, family member, somebody in ministry that you think this would help benefit. And if you liked this episode, I invite you to subscribe and join along because I got some great more content coming your way. So thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. 
That's plantingyourpurpose.com.